customs. That's the topic for today, Wednesday at 2.47 in the afternoon. So when you ask me, what do you mean by tradition and customs? Well, for me, because I love the man that I'm with right now, he's my one and only, my true love. He's a true traditional man. And now, I don't want anybody on here bashing me for feeling this way, okay? When I look at my mother and father as a perfect example, their marriage was, quote, um, traditional, ancients well not ancient that's kind of no not i don't mean ancient but you know old school type where again my father never told my mother you can't work outside of the home she chose to be a housewife and mother that was her decision and the fact that she didn't drive well it made it easier um so she had a traditional role as a housewife and mother but she chose to do that but even if she would have decided, oh, well, let me go out and work to help my husband, because at the time, her, my father had two jobs, so there was no need for her to work, but maybe she wanted to help out. He wouldn't have said no. He would have said, yeah, go ahead and work. So now for me, I like the traditional man. The customs, the traditions behind where he comes from is, um, what's the word I want to use? It's, it's something that I, I truly, truly love. That's an attractive quality. Now, a lot of women like, but what do you mean by traditional? In other words, what do I mean by traditional? Well, someone who's, who goes to church, who is a hard worker, who's focused, who believes in traditions and customs coming from his background. Like, I can, I can mix my background with his background. We can merge our background together. Because when you have a family, that's what you're going to do. You're bringing up the kids in both religions, okay? But I would like to think that I can convert to his, to his group. Only because, just to make things easier, because I think that when you're a Christian, a true Christian, and if you're Orthodox, see, Orthodox and Christians are similar. I, I don't see what the difference is between the two. They are similar in culture and customs. Like my mother and father, well, my mother was more religious than my father. My father went to church, but he only went on holidays. You couldn't really make him go on a Sunday service where my mom and me wanted to, like, just an ordinary Sunday service to church. But the thing that I really like is that type of tradition. I like to learn about the custom, the culture, background of where he came from. Because that to me is important. When you, like I said, when you have children, you want to bring them up or have them share in both religions. Just because, you know, they're half this or half that. They could be 100% whole. Um, and again, I like the fact that, you know, a lot of a lot of women will fight you on this. A lot of women will say, "Well, I want a man who lets me do what I want to do." But you know what? I don't think you should have that too much freedom, only because when you're in a marriage, it's equal. You're both equal. You both share in in the the responsibilities when it comes to marriage, when it comes to family, when it just comes to everyday life. You share in each other's lives. You but you become as one, which I love that you become as one. You're one. And I love that. That's like such a beautiful, beautiful, a beautiful feeling and, and a beautiful ideal. 
I believe in happily ever after. When I was younger, though, that's when I was a little girl, I actually believed that that's the type of marriage I wanted, where, yes, the man is the head of the household, but you're also partners in the, ma- in the game of marriage. You're all, you do things together as a partnership. And yes, we can work together, because that's what I want to do. But at the same time, I like to think, well, you know, I can just be a full-time, a full-time mother to children. You know, there are some women that have a baby and then they go back to work right away. Well, where's your bonding time with that? Don't you want to see your child's first three or four years? Like my sister, when she had her first child, you know, she took some time off, but at the same time she went back to work and, well, you know, my, my nephew was here raised by, well, not raised, but, you know, taken care of by my mom. But I mean, I think, wouldn't you miss it if, you know, you miss their, their first steps? or when they learn to talk, or, you know, they do something, and oh my God, you know, that you didn't see, but others, you know, you know what I'm saying is, traditional roles in marriage should come back, in that I like to think that I am very well taken care of by my husband, and then I can do the same for him. Now, I'm not, because there are times when I think to myself, yes, you can both work outside the home and both help out in that sense, but then again, you think, well, in a traditional marriage, the man is the head of the household, and the man is the one who, who takes care of the wife and the kids, as it should. Now, if you look at today's society, it's the opposite. It's like now the women are the breadwinners, and the men stay home and take care of the kids. Now, I don't know if some men like that, though. Some men say, yeah, I don't mind being Mr. Mom, but I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm not saying that men wouldn't take good care of the kids the way women would, but I don't know, I just see that that's, that's backwards. Now, if my views have changed, it's because I just, when I was little, I saw how my mother and father, how their marriage went, and it was a perfect example. Again, they had a very long marriage. They were married for a long time, but they grew up with each other before they got married. They knew each other, and my father knew right then and there that that was the woman that was going to be his wife. He chose my mother. Now, he could have chosen any woman he wanted, but he chose my mother. And they lived a very good life, and he provided well for her, and he took care of her, and, and he took care of us. And he was a good father and husband, and my mother was a, was a good mother and wife. And so I look at their marriage as an example of how marriage should be. But if you look at today's marriages, you don't see that anymore. You see more of a marriage that's so free, like everybody's doing their own thing. I've rarely yet to see husbands and wife really come together. Like, most of the times you see them fighting over stupid things or I don't know there's something going on and you think wow what's this I mean I like to think that yes if you have an argument you find a way to resolve it the way couples nowadays handle quote arguments they don't talk to each other one hurts the other one by cheating I'm sorry I just don't believe in cheating in a marriage I think that's wrong I believe that when you take your vows in front of everyone and to each other, but you're also taking them in front of God. So if you break that vow that you swore you would never ever hurt, because they don't they don't have cheating in the vows, which I think they should. Because again, that's the most important thing in a marriage is if one or the other cheats and you and a lot of people think, well I cannot forgive someone who cheats. Well for me I don't believe in divorce. So if you're married to someone and you love them so much, you will give them the benefit of the doubt, thinking they're not going to do it again. If they tell you and they look you straight in the eye, I will not cheat on you, they're telling you the truth. But if they tell you and they're looking away, 
they're hiding something. I've had in the past with relationship where if I asked him, were you cheating on me? I could tell right away, either he hesitated to answer right away or he looked away and I'm like, no, you know what? Your answer just told me right now. You just told me your answer without even saying a word. You cheated on me, but that's nothing new, right? So I thought to myself, well, I'm going to give him one more chance, but you know what? He kept, he kept cheating and cheating and you're like, you know what? I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. I just, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with the cheating. Why can't men be faithful to one woman? When you take on a woman that you love so much and you make her a part of your life and you make her your wife, but then all of a sudden something happens, you both have a disagreement of some sort. And you end up, well, she goes out and says, oh, I'll teach him a lesson. So she goes out and she cheats on him with whoever. And then he may do the same thing, but I said, well, that's very childish on both of your parts. You swore and you, and you made vows to each other that you would never hurt one another, but yet you're doing it. Why would you do that? I think that's very shameful, I'm sorry. I, I, I would never cheat. So I'm the type of woman that will stay faithful to one man and be happy with one man. I can't see myself, oh, I'm gonna get even with you, I can't do that. If you do that to me, again, I don't believe in divorce. I would make you get down on your hands and knees and beg for forgiveness. And don't go out and try to buy me anything because then you're bribing me and I don't like that. I don't like being bribed. You go down on your hands and knees and beg for my forgiveness for however long. I might even tell you, stay out, stay out on your hands and knees until I choose otherwise. Because again, why would you want to cheat? You know, I, I'm trying to understand that and I actually did a study on this. I did a study on this. Women cheat more than men when it comes to marriage and relationships. Now, I brought this up before, but it's a known fact. Women, and they're horrible at it too, because they can't lie. How do you, I'll give you an example. So you tell your husband, oh, I'm gonna be working late. Whatever it is that you do, I'm gonna be working late. You don't mention, hey, I'm going out after work to, to hang with the girls for whatever. Friday night is club night tell a white lie right there okay so he's waiting up for you he doesn't know where you are but he worries so he tries calling you you're not picking up your phone either you have your phone turned off or it's on vibrate or silent mode he texts you no response so he worries he panics he thinks oh my god something must have happened to her look what time it is so let's say it's after a certain time let's say it's after like one or two in the morning and you think nobody works that late i mean that's kind of crazy right especially on a friday so you come strolling in at that time and he asks you where were you now if you say i was at work well you know what i tried calling you you didn't pick your phone up i tried sending you a text you didn't respond so what do you want me to believe where were you simple question tell the truth because if you tell a lie you're gonna look guilty. It's, the guilt's gonna be written all over your face. Just be honest and say, hey, look, I, I got off of work at this time. I went out with the girls. We went out to a bar to drink. No big deal. But it is a big deal because you didn't mention it to him. See, that's why the communication, communication in my book, in any relationship, communication and trust are the two big things. Can I trust you? Will you communicate with me? If I don't trust you and there's no communication, how is this gonna work? You're gonna lie to me? I don't like to be lied to in terms of where were you? Oh, I was out working. Well, prove it then. Prove it. Can you prove it? Probably not. 
Who works at that time, one to two in the morning, on a Friday? So she comes up with a lie, but he doesn't believe her. He's like, look, either you tell me the truth or we're gonna have a problem here. I'm not gonna be able to trust you. And then that's when she gets, you know, women get defensive, okay? And this is why I don't understand it. He's asking you, where were you? Just come out and say it. Why do you have to beat around the bush? Then she gets all hot-headed and she's like screaming at him, oh, you know, it's just, this is why I don't understand women and the mentality of, if they ask you a question, where were you? Just answer the question and stop saying, oh, you're this, you don't trust me. I've, I've, and all the stuff will just come pouring out of your mouth before you even have a chance to say anything else. The damage will be done. That's why I just think that when women go out to a bar to be with the girls, in all honesty, they're having problems in their marriage. They figure, well, I'm going to go out and cheat on him, but I'm not going to say anything. But you know what? That's hurtful to do. Why would you do that? I mean, oh, that's why women cannot cheat. Women are very bad at it. If you're not happy at home, communicate with your partner. Tell them what the problem is. You know, what do you think? We can read your mind. Can I read your mind? No, I can't. I've been hurt many times before in the past, and I've let it go. When I was fighting for my cancer, yeah, he went out, quote, with the guys drinking, but he actually, quote, stayed over at a friend's house. Is it a male friend or a female? I really couldn't care less because at the time I wasn't really focused on him. I was focusing on getting myself better. And most of the times I spent time with my mother, my mother actually took care of me. But I don't like that one. When you're lying, you're lying. It's like, I can't take the lie. Tell me. Where were you? See, with me, I... First of all, I don't have female friends. I just don't get along with females. That's just a given right there. So I have... Because to me, they're a bad influence. And I think that, you know, when you're happy in your marriage, you're content, you, you want to... I want to run home to my husband and my kids. I don't want to go out and just, you know... And I'm not one for the club and bar scene. I think people there have nothing better to do. You know, because when you have an argument with someone, you would think you would want to work it out instead of just doing that. That's just very shameful on your part. What happens if, if a friend of his showed up to where you were and says, oh my God, I saw your wife doing this, or I saw her with this, or... Now, you would want her to come out and tell you, you, tell, tell you herself, but she won't. That's the thing. Women are bad at cheating and they're bad at lying. Men cheat for, I don't know, because they're tired of their marriage or they want excitement but women cheat because well I'm having problems with my husband and this is the only thing I can do and I said but you're hurting you're breaking a vow a vow to never hurt one another that's why I believe marriage is forever when someone asks me what do you think of marriage well, I've never been married before, but I like to think that marriage is forever. You're with one person forever. And I, I think, I, I mean, I love that. I would love to share my life. I like our lives to share together. I told him that. And he knows it. We are made for each other. God brought us together. That's how we connected. Now, if you were to make a true to love life story, if I did a documentary in my life and I included him as part of that, I would say, well, how did you meet your husband? And then I said, well, why don't you watch this documentary and find out? But the thing is, I don't want to come out and, and, and talk about my, quote, private life. Not, not right away. 
The reason why I say that is when you're doing a story about your life, all the struggles that you went through from the time that I lost my father till right about now, I like to keep my private life separate from the life that I want to talk about, which is all the struggles. I think that I could help people to understand what it's like. How did you get past it? Well, by being positive, by staying focused, by not straying, by not letting the negativity creep up on you. You know, I will admit to you, there are times when I do feel negative, okay? There are times when I do feel negative. Why? Well, because of, of many things. The thing that I often understand is that there are times when I think that For me, when I was a little girl growing up, happily ever after, I always dreamed of it. You know, maybe I read it to a fairy tale or, you know, like a Cinderella type thing. I always pictured myself as Cinderella in the ball gown, and she meets her Prince Charming. And then it was midnight, so she has to get back home, but her glass slippers came off of her foot, and now he has to find her. So you think, now he's gonna come to you. And I think that that's nice. And then. He finds it, presents it to the right woman, they get married, they live happily ever after. I don't know why I, I revert back to fairy tales and you think, in real life, do you believe in love at first sight? I do. Do you believe in a happily ever after? Why not? It's not fantasy. If you meet someone and you truly, truly love him and he truly loves you and you're constantly thinking about each other and you're always on each other's minds, well then there you go. But you know, and in my past relationships, I've never had that. I've had a lot of hurt, a lot of people betray me, been manipulated, and after a while, it's like, I can't, you know, I just took a break from it. But I think we are perfect for one another, and I'm doing as much as I can to help them out, as much as I can, because again, it's important to me. But I love him very much, and he knows it. I love him so, so much. I believe that him and me can have a great life together. I really believe that. And I also believe that my life with him will always be filled with happiness and joy. You know, I, I, I can't really express it enough. There are many people in this world that can't find true happiness and joy because they're not really looking. They figure, well, it will happen when it does. It may happen that way. But never stop believing that you can't find your happily ever after because you can. You know... It's not impossible, it's not. A lot of people think that finding happiness is hard, it's not. You just have to look in the right places. And finding love is not hard either. It's not impossible, it's just that everybody has a different take of, of, of that. I like to think that I have um, a shot of true, true, true happiness. In my lifetime, I have somebody that I truly love and that he truly loves me. I mean, we talked earlier, although I couldn't see him in the video, but he saw me. I'm like, thank you. I'm doing the very best I can to make it in this world, in this lifetime. And I want so, so much to be a part of his life. And I want him to be a part of my life. That's why I'm trying to get him down here. If you want to retire, go ahead. But you're not really retiring. In a sense, we can work together and do our own studio. Let people work for you for a change. You can be behind the scenes directing, producing, and get recognition for it. And I can do the scripts. I can do narrations. I can do all of that stuff. Because again, I want to help you out as much as I can. I want to stand behind them 
110%. I told him, I said, you're not going to lose me. You know, men have this, um, this fear that the woman they love, something bad's going to happen. Well, if you have that fear, you're not going to get past it. You have to be strong. See, fear is not even a feeling or an emotion. It's a state of mind. So when you say, I'm afraid of losing her, get that fear out. Project it somewhere else or just get it out. It's like almost having a negative emotion. When I say stay positive in a negative world, I'm saying completely stay positive. Whatever you're dealing with now, it will get better. You can't rush it. I mean, look at me. I'm trying to find a job. Now, I actually went a little lower for the job in a different industry, and I'm hoping that even though it's a short-term assignment, who knows, you know? If you get good at what you do, why not? You can do all these things and then just, you know... Hope to God that I can, you know, because I've been trying to find work. And I thought, well, maybe I should go outside of my field. Maybe I should physically look at um, auditioning. But the problem is, I could do that, but I don't know if I have, quote, the skills to do it. I could try it and see what happens. But, you know, you never know. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't mind being an actress <laughs> and just kind of like just or, or do a TV commercial actually I want to do something for breast cancer I have an idea and I want to pitch it to somebody who will listen maybe I'll do a short Instagram video to see if I can get somebody's attention because I want someone to take an interest in me and I want someone to say hey look how can we do this you need to have somebody to promote you. You need to do this banner. You need to do a bunch of different things. Now, so far, I had to get people on board to help me with these missions, but I haven't heard anything back. So I'm thinking either they, they're too busy doing other stuff or they're just preoccupied or maybe they just forgot. I don't know. But I have to end up doing all these things myself. And it's kind of scary trying to set this up. Now, what I want to do is promote this. And I'm going to see if I can do it from an Instagram video. Less than three minutes. I'm going to try, though. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to try. So I want people to be aware that whatever kind of cancer you're going through, or if you're just a survivor, you're going to have to have something to kind of give yourself an award for. So what I'm wearing is coils. These are coils. These are actually are from a key ring. But I took the key ring off and I made them into bracelets. They have significance to me because... Every color I'm wearing, I have purple, black, blue, but you can wear whatever color you want. You can have a favorite color, multiple colors. I'm wearing them is because they represent a time in my life that I went through. Every struggle has a color attached to it. And you're probably going to think, well, what does each color signify? Well, black signifies when my father passed away and how I got myself assaulted after because I couldn't deal with this death. Purple, well, purple and blue are my two favorite colors, but purple, purple, there was a time in my life where when I went through cancer, even though the color associated with breast cancer is pink, well, I said, you know what, it could be any color you want it to be, purple and blue. Blue was because when I was in my 30s, my mid-30s, 35 to be exact, is when I was diagnosed and I couldn't remember 35 and 36 that was my blue period but when I came out the winter when I had my cancer diagnosis as I'm cancer free purple so every color has a significant now there's more than a certain number of colors I have a bunch of them upstairs I have yellow and green and 
what other colors, whatever color you want, which I'm just wearing the multiple colors and stacking them here. But I think if I can present this as a bracelet of some sort, because again, these, you can find these in the store where they have like a key ring attached to it. But I took the key ring, key ring off and made it into a bracelet. So I want to do it for coils for cancer. Coils, C-O-I-L-S for cancer. In other words, anybody in the skin, for anybody, men, women, children, the adult, uh, elderly, adults, teenagers, whoever, whoever is battling an illness, whoever's battling cancer, whatever cancer you're battling, whether you're doing it, if you're going through it right now, or you've survived it, I want you to always wear this. This will be kind of like your strength. You know how like when they sell in the store for people who have arthritis, these copper magnetic bracelets? Now, I don't believe that they work, but they claim they do. Well, these don't have that power, but they're gonna make you want to fight the illness that you have. And then again, I have the colors that I'm wearing because they signify something in my life personal to me I believe that if I share this and present it to everybody who's going through the illness or even when also people who have lost someone to cancer like I did with my father that's why I have the black because again yes I lost him to cancer but for a long time I denied his death and I I'm still I know he's been gone for over 30 years but I always feel in my mind that he's he's not like he's on a long trip same thing with my mother although my mother again did not pass from cancer she had a lot of health issues um and then she broke her hip three years before or no no two years two years before two two three years before she broke her hip and that complicated things the, the drugs they gave her, oh my God, she was a psycho in the hospital when she went under anesthesia. When she came out, she was attacking nurses left and right. And I said, apologize, my mother's not like that. She goes, we understand, it's the anesthesia. People react differently. I said, but why are you giving it to her? She's an older woman. Wouldn't that cause tension, problems? And she had no teeth. So I said to mom, I said, you look like a bulldog without teeth. When she would take her dentures out to brush her teeth, she, she was like, Mom, I said, Mom, put your teeth back on, please. You're scaring me. Her mouth would be caved in. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So, yeah. But anyway, um, coils for cancer. If I can take this product and advertise it on Instagram, but I don't want to get, see, I don't want to get, um, attacked on social media you know and I will address this on social media so that you people understand this okay I've touched base on this when you are quote in the entertainment world whether it's here or globally you have fans fans are fine but there is a fan can turn obsessive pretty quick in other words be careful what you put up be careful what you post be careful what you say because if this fan is following you very closely, this fan will have a tendency to be so obsessed with you, I have to know what him or her are up to at this very minute. In other words, what happens if they take it to an extreme and they show up at your doorstep and you're like, oh my God, who are you? And you don't have a measure of protection. See, that's what I'm asking. Please be careful. Always watch your back. Always watch your back. Now, this is not just in the entertainment world, though. Now, think about it. Normal people could have stalkers. I told you when I went to work a long time ago, somebody who was harassing me, and I made the mistake of reporting it, and guess what? 
they let me go because they said, oh, he wouldn't do that. Oh no, it's the guy who was cleaning for a living. Even my coworker, my colleague said, he's getting a little too close to you. I said, but what am I gonna do? They're not gonna believe me. At the time I was with the company for about three years, three years, three years. Yeah, three and a half years, almost four. He was making advances toward me, but he didn't think what he was doing was wrong. When they questioned him, that's when he decided not to, not to like, he kind of just didn't understand the question supposedly. And then, oh no, no, I never did that. So it was like, he said, she said, who are they gonna believe? Now maybe I shouldn't have said anything and kept quiet, but he made me very uncomfortable because he would get around and he would try to put his hand underneath me, underneath to touch my bra. I'm like, oh my God. That's why I said, you gotta be careful. You know, nowadays women, Women get harassed more on the job than men, but there are some females that do harass men. It's just very few and far between that you hear about that. In more cases you hear about it when men harass women. And then what, do, what does a woman do? Does she tell? Because if she tells, she may lose her job, they may not believe her, or, or do you keep quiet? But if you keep quiet and it continues, you're kind of like, then you don't want to go into your, into your job. You're like, well, I don't like it there. Maybe you can just leave, you know? Give them some type of notice. I don't know. But anyway, so getting back to obsessive fans, there are fans out there that are obsessed with their, quote, idol. Just be careful what you put up, what you post. Because again, if you have somebody who two seconds later puts up the same thing that you do, you have to wonder, oh my God, this person is obsessed you're obsessed with him and it could lead. See, sometimes obsessions are not good. Sometimes they could be dangerous. So please, I said, watch your back. Because again, yes, you have a legion. I don't have, see, I don't have a problem if I have fans, but I don't want someone to like really follow me closely or, or if you're out somewhere in the public eye and then all of a sudden this person shows up, who knows what they can do for you. And if they see you with someone other than themselves, because they kind of envision, oh, this is the man that I don't want to be with. It's not, and you find out that, oh, this is the man that I wanted to be with, but now someone else has him. Now things can get ugly and it's like, well, now we have to watch ourselves. So yeah. So anyway, so the thing that I want to make clear is this, please be aware of your surroundings and please be careful because you just don't know. Nowadays, if you think about it, we are not safe. People are always trying to really find out all about us. Generally, if you ever do a Google search, you could type in anybody's name and pull up their information, but how accurate is it? We really don't know how accurate that information is. But anyway, um, so again, I wanted to represent this business to try to start it up at least. Kind of, it's like a nonprofit, but at the same time, it's helping people from cancer. And it's also, I really want to donate some of this to the people who are suffering in other countries because their medical care or lack of it isn't helping the situation. There's a lot of people that are slowly dying, and why? They deserve to have life just like everybody else. All lives are precious in this world. I don't care what anybody says. All lives are precious. That will be my topic. All lives are precious. In other words, everybody who's affected by cancer and everybody who's suffering from cancer and is not getting that medical treatment that they require, all lives are precious. You do not put a price tag over someone's head. You don't force a family to pay 
before they can get their family member treated. You don't do that. That's just terrible on your part if you do that. And if that's all you think about, then obviously you don't care about the person's life. And if you, if you swore as a doctor, you took the Hippocratic Oath and you said, hey, look, this is what I'm going to do, then I'm telling you, you don't care. But think about that. See, I want to make it affordable for them to get insurance, even if they have to do like a payment plan. So you say to yourself, you say to yourself, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to bring this family in. You're going to treat them. You're going to treat them first. There is no, no payment. No. You're going to treat them. You're going to treat them, make them better. Then when it comes down for payment, we are going to set up a payment plan. Because you got to understand something. Not every family can afford, in addition to, yes, I have to put food on the table and I have to provide shelter and I have to give my kids a good life and education and whatnot and take care of whoever's sick in the family. Now you got to say to yourself, how am I going to do that with the amount of money, very limited amount of money that that person has. So now you say to yourself, what do I do? Well, this is what I do. So do yourself a favor, please. Treat that family member. Let them have peace of mind. Let their family member get their life back. When you're consumed by illness, all you can think about is, am I gonna make it to another day, another night? You know, my, my father was diagnosed with lung cancer. We had a bedside vigil. I couldn't sleep at all. Everybody was crying. Everybody was so negative. Like, oh, you know, he's going to die. He's going to die. Well, what about if we get a second opinion? Well, you know, he doesn't want to go through that. He never went. He never wanted to go through the chemotherapy. He couldn't handle it. And the cancer was already spread. But everybody was like, and I kept having that premonition. I said two years before he passed, I kept seeing him that he was dead. That we were mourning for him, but I never figured out how he died. That was so bizarre. And I said to myself, why am I having this dream all of a sudden? What does this mean? And you say to yourself, well, it's a dream. It's not going to come true. Um, there are some dreams that do come true, believe it or not. And then there are some dreams that just don't make sense. And I wake up sometimes and my heart's beating a mile a minute because I'm being chased by an unknown person with no face. And that's kind of scary in and of itself. But with my father, you know, or with anybody for that matter, everybody was doing this vigil around the family member because they think, well, we're not going to be here. They're not going to be here to celebrate another birthday or a holiday or anything for that matter. They're not going to be able to, you know, do the things they want to do from that bucket list they created. So everybody should have a bucket list of the things they want to do before they go. And it doesn't have to be in any particular order. You could do them at any time. You can name like 20 things you want to do on your bucket list. And out of the 20, pick one or two things, two or three, whatever, and just see if you can do them. Because again, life can be short. Life is limited, but it doesn't have to be. Now I look at myself and I think, I am grateful for everything that I have in my life. Because now I found someone that truly loves me. He loves me and I love him and we wanna build a life together and we wanna get closer to one another and we wanna do things together and we wanna have the happiness and wealth that we deserve. But at the same time, I also want to help people out because I don't want to turn my back on someone who's in need. 
you know, if you need critical care and you can't afford it, well, that's when we sit down and the doctor said, look, we'll take out a payment plan. Can you do that? I'm not asking for anything else. Make it affordable for them. Because right now, not many people have, quote, the greatest of jobs. And whatever pay they get is going towards feeding the kids and putting food on the table and the education and putting a roof over your head. You know, it all adds up. And you think, well, maybe if I had a company and I created it, I can give you a fair amount where the only requirement I would ask you is to work hard and to just pick up and learn. And that's it. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have prior experience. There'll be training. Or it could be something simple. Nowadays, you come here in this part of the world and they expect you, oh, we don't want to hire you because you don't have a degree. Okay, in other words, I'm stupid. Okay, thank you for that. And then the next thing is, oh, there are too many gaps in your resume. You know, life happens. We deal with a lot of issues and crisis and illness. That's something that cannot be prevented. It happens. Or is the fact that companies just don't want to hire anybody because they figure, well, why, why should we? Why not? You know, don't look at a person's, quote, gaps in their resume. And also, don't look at someone who is, what do you call it, who just has a high school diploma. You can't always find people with college degrees. And not everybody with a college degree is, quote, smart. And not everybody with a college degree can get that high-paying job. There's some people that I know that have college degrees and are still looking for that dream job. I said, well, why don't you start up your own company? Why should you work for someone when you can just basically work for yourself? And I've been thinking about that. The only way I can really start it up is if I have some type of, quote, monetary, monetary investment, which right now I don't, because right now I have bills that I have to pay like everybody else. But I'm not letting that stop me from helping other people. And in time, you accumulate money. My father was a saver, not a spender. So from his two jobs, he didn't go out and previously spend all his money. If there was an emergency, he kept that on hand because you never know. There could be a medical emergency. There's so many different things that could have happened. So my father did save his money. And from time to time, he went out and he did the things that he would do. You know, like once in a while, he'd go to the track or he'd go to the, the casino or... You know, he would just do things just to kind of get out of the house. And sometimes we'd go together, other times, you know. But he never once took the money that he made, that hard-earned money, and spent it on frivolous things the way people in America do. Or all over the world where people would just say, oh, I want the watches and the jewelry and this and this. And I couldn't care any less about any of that stuff. As a matter of fact, what I have, I'm getting rid of. And the money that I use is to help someone that I really care about because again I don't have any use for it except for my own bills but if I get a job even if it's a low-paying job it's something so anyway I'm gonna let you guys go but remember all lives are precious people deserve quality care deserve their lives to be spared you know God is out looking for them and after them that's why I say it's very very important that you know, you don't turn families away just because they can't pay. Make up a payment plan. It's not that hard to do, you know, because everybody does struggle, but we have to be positive in a negative world and we have to not think about the struggles we're having. Yes, you will get through them in time. Don't rush. The more times you rush, the more times you're just going to create more and more problems and more crises. This is on yourself and your family, and you really don't want to do that. So take things easy and slow. You will get through all these obstacles. Again, positive in a negative world. So I'm going to let you guys go because it's almost 3.30.
Stay safe. Stay strong. God bless all of you. Take care. Thank you.